We're back again. Another week of Chi Alpha. I know you guys are excited. I can tell you one thing. It's not raining this week. Come on, somebody. No more rain. I think that's from the Lord himself. That's his sweet gift to us. No more rain. Because that was not fun. I was getting wet every day. I was sick of it. I couldn't go disc golfing. So I'm glad we're back. This has been a crazy, crazy week if you're in our community because we just planted our church, sent church on Sunday morning, and it was awesome. Let's give Jesus a round of applause. For those of you that are new, we've been in this process over the past year of planting a church from Chi Alpha people. So if you're looking for a home church, we would love to have you join us on Sunday morning. We meet at the Hilton Garden Inn. The, the pastor is my brother. So if you want the upgraded Quinby, you've got it. Go to Scent Church. They're all like, ha ha, it's true. I'm just kidding. All right. If this is your first time with us, welcome to Chi Alpha. I am seriously so thankful that you decided to join us. Our mission here is that you will encounter the love of God and you'll also grow with your friends closer to Jesus. We want you to know that Jesus loves you so much, that Jesus cares about you individually, and he wants to help you grow closer to him in the context of community, which is what we do here tonight. I'm just so thankful that God has called us to do life with other people. That's exciting. I'm glad I don't have to do this alone. One of my greatest joys in my life is that I, got to, I get to live every week with all of you. You guys are like, this is weird. I just met you two weeks ago. Guess what? I already love you because you're here, so come on. So seriously, it's so much fun that I get to do life with you all. It's been so cool, especially for those of you who have been new the past month or so, to see you jump into Chi Alpha and to see God move through your life. It's the reason I feel like I was born was to be a part of this family. So thank you. It's so much fun being here and being with all of you. And I truly hope that this can just be your home away from home. Another joy of my life is our Chi Alpha team. So I'm not the only one who works for Chi Alpha. There's multiple of us. I get to work alongside my best friends in the world, which 10 out of 10 recommend if you're looking for that. So that's fun. Getting to be your pastor alongside John Griffin and Casey Griffin and Katie Boldy. And then with our intern team of Victor Martinez is up there and Lexi and Chloe. It's just so much fun getting to do life with them. It makes this so much more, so much easier and so much more enjoyable. The reason that these people all bring so much joy to my life is because God designed us to do things with other people. God designed us to do life in community. We're supposed to do the things that we do with other people. Although I love this community of people here at Chi Alpha, and although I love our staff team, they were not my first community of people, though. My, ver my very first strong, tight-knit community is what we affectionately called ourselves the Chunky Boys. That is with a Z, by the way. There's no S. There is me and my high school friends. We look ridiculous, and that is a tiger. We were petting at a water park, so that was fun. But the Chunky Boys, that's what my friends and I, that's what we called ourselves in high school, because for some silly reason, we thought our friend group needed a name, like we were like a gang or something, so we got to have a name. Like, I don't know. I learned after high school that most friend groups don't title themselves. Weird. This group of guys are my closest friends in the world. I'll be honest, none of them, none of us were very deep people. Like, we didn't talk about emotional things ever. But I do think deep down we loved each other, even though we didn't always show it. We also, if I'm just being real with you guys, as you can tell from the picture, we weren't the most handsome group of guys in the world, so we didn't get to go hang out with all the girls and do all that fun stuff, so we had to stick together because no one else would have us. We did everything together. We would spend time every weekend playing sports, we'd play video games, we'd film home movies in my backyard. Don't look that up. It's not good. We'd go swimming and we just would do some fun but sometimes stupid stuff. However... None of those activities were our favorite activity. Our favorite activity, the thing we did together most, was eat. 
That's why we called ourselves the Chunky Boys. It wasn't, again, not good, but we would eat. We'd go out to eat like three, four, five, seven times a week. It wasn't good. We went to Pizza Ranch literally every single week. And side note, don't do that. It's not good for your body. The, the movements won't be flowing very well. So we were not a healthy bunch. We would have eating competitions and try to out-eat each other. It was very, very bad for our health. But we did bond together over the meal. I think maybe one meal a week would have been good. The, the 10th and 11th meal maybe threw it over top. But that's all right. Eating with your friends is a special time. It's an important part of what you do. A side note that's not important at all, since graduating high school, every one of us except the one on the far right have lost at least 50 pounds because we don't hang out with each other anymore as much, which, again, is sad because we don't see each other as much, but it's really good for all of our health, so thank you for that. We didn't just spend time together and eat together, though. We would also celebrate each other. One of my friends, the one in the middle, was a really good football player. He went on to be the starting right tackle for Iowa State. And so when he would go on his recruiting trips, he would have us come with him, and we could celebrate him and support him and be there for him as he was doing that. Also, I was in show choir, and they would come and watch me in my show choir competitions, which is really nice of them. To be honest, they'd sit like in the third row and just make faces at me the whole time and mock me from the, con- or from the stage, but that's okay. I was glad they were there to celebrate me a little bit. We would also bless each other. We'd help each other out when we needed. I knew I could rely on this group of guys. I knew that they'd be there for me. One time my basement flooded in my parents' house and they all came over. They helped me out. They helped clean things up. The chunky boys did not love Jesus, if I'm being honest. But we did practice community in a good way. We spent time together. We ate together. We celebrated each other and we blessed each other. And all these things kind of form a healthy community. They provided a family for me and a community and it really filled a void in my life that I had in high school. I think we all need a group of friends like I had in high school. We're in a season where it's so easy to isolate. We can spend all day by ourselves. We can spend all day in our dorm room and think nothing of it. Even before COVID, we were becoming increasingly lonely as a generation. According to a 2018 survey done by Cigna, loneliness levels have reached an all-time high. Nearly half of the adults they surveyed felt sometimes or always alone. And 40% of the adults they surveyed reported that their relationships they do have aren't meaningful. That was done in 2018. That was before COVID. We were the loneliest generation ever. Now we have a pandemic and we're in a season where we have to work extremely hard to be together. Think about it. To be at this service tonight, you had to put on a mask. You had to walk here. We had to stay six feet apart. We had to separate you all with a thousand chairs that can't be sat in. We have to check you all in for the stupid thing at the door. We have to count everything. We have to have a capacity limit. We have to take so many precautions just to get here and do what was so easy beforehand. So take the loneliest generation in history and add a pandemic that requires isolation and distancing, and we could be in for some trouble. According to research done by the American Psychological Association, social isolation can have very, very dangerous effects on us. The research found that social isolation can lead to poor sleep quality, accelerated cognitive decline, poor cardiovascular function, and impaired immunity. And that's just the physical health issues. Along with those, add the mental health issues that can come with it with so much increasing anxiety and depression. Those numbers, people who experience anxiety and depression are going through the roof as we're in this season. So not only is our physical health at risk, so is our mental health. We are lonelier than ever. We are faced with COVID-19, and we have increasing levels of mental illness. We need an answer as a generation. Tonight, we're continuing our theme of ready for more. 
this whole semester, we're talking about how we're ready for more of God. We're ready for more, for God to do more through Chi Alpha. We're ready for more at you and I. And tonight, we're going to start our second series in this theme entitled More Together. More Together. We have three pillars here at Chi Alpha. Remember this, this is important. Three pillars. The first one we have is called Real Devotion. Real devotion is the main thing that's important to us. And what is real devotion? Real devotion is spending time with Jesus, having a real relationship with the real God. We talked about it two weeks ago. As we spend time with Jesus, that's when we're going to see chains broken off our lives. That's when we're going to see fulfillment is when we're with Jesus every day. So that's the most important thing at Chi Alpha. But the second pillar we have here at Chi Alpha is real community. So we have real devotion, then we have real community. The third one's real responsibility. We'll get there in about a month. But real community is what we're going to talk about over the next few weeks. We're going to dive into what it looks like to have a real community of people that love each other, we're going to talk about why we need to be together. Community is one of the most important things here at Chi Alpha because we believe it with everything that we have. The only way to grow closer to God and to be who God has called you to be is to do it with other people. Plus, it makes things way more fun when you do stuff with other people. Tonight, we're going to talk about this analogy that the Apostle Paul gives us in his letter to the church in Corinth. Paul was one of the early leaders of the church so Jesus died, came back to life, the church has started, and Paul is like the rock star of that church. He is the greatest missionary to ever live. And he also brought the church throughout pretty much the entire Eastern world. He would also go on to write a lot of the New Testament, which is part of the Bible. So he wrote part of the Bible, so that's pretty cool. And his writings, what they were, is they, we call them epistles. So basically all that means is what Paul wrote were letters. He wrote letters to different churches around the world, and he wrote letters to certain people that were important to him. Tonight, we're going to dive into the letter that he wrote to the church in Corinth. That's why the book's called Corinthians. Corinth. There you go. This church had a lot of problems, to say the least. If you read it, you can find they're pretty wacky. But one of their problems was disunity. In the section that we're going to read tonight, he is giving his thoughts on how the church needs to be unified. We need to rely on each other. And he's telling that church what it looks like to be part of the kingdom of God. So if you'll turn with me, if you have a Bible, to 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 20. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. If you don't have a Bible, you're in luck. It'll be on the screen behind me, and you can also get a free one after service. We'd love for you to get a Bible. 1 Corinthians 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized in the one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. So what's Paul saying here? He's saying that Jesus' followers or the church the church isn't a place we go to. The church is the body of Christ, meaning the church is people who follow Jesus. So the church, he's saying, is supposed to be like a physical body. They're supposed to be unified, full of many different parts, but one body. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. Verse 15, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing if the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. I'm going to pray. Jesus, thank you so much for tonight. I pray that you speak through me, Father. I pray that you touch our hearts about why we need to be together, God. We love you so much, Jesus. Amen. All right, here's the main idea tonight. The one thing you need to get is this, that you need community. You need community. And the community needs you. You need community, and the community needs you. You need community, and the community needs you. Oh, you're like, you. Let's get, we're going to get excited, all right? 
You need community. What is that? Paul's very clear in his letter that we need each other. He's saying that if the ear was off living its best life, it would not go very well. I want you to imagine just one eye floating around. That would be really freaking weird if there's just an eye floating, okay? It needs the rest of the body. If the eye is floating by itself, how's it going to smell anything? How's it going to hear anything? How's it going to hear the wonderful voices of the, the people up here singing? It won't. It'll just see them and feel weird. Why are they opening their mouth? Who knows what's going on? We can't be a floating eye, people. The parts of the body need each other, and he's equating this to the body of Christ. And again, when you hear the body of Christ, all that's saying is the community of Jesus followers. If you follow Jesus here tonight, you are part of the body of Christ. So we need each other. I think too many times we try to do everything on our own. We think if I go to class, I keep my headphones on, I pass my tests, I can get my degree, and I can get the heck out of here. But that's not how God created us. We were designed to be with other people. And this is how we will best grow, is by being with others who can challenge us and push us. We need people in our lives that can cover the areas that we can't and can accomplish the things that we can't. So I think there are four reasons we need each other. There's four reasons we need each other. We're getting some lists tonight. It's going to be fun. Number one, the number one reason we need each other, these are not in any specific order, by the way, to cover our weaknesses. Number one, we need each other to cover our weaknesses. I hate to break it to you, but we are not good enough to do this on our own. We need the whole body. We all have weaknesses that we, that we need other people to come help us cover. For example, I am not very organized at all. It's just not my DNA. I'm, I, it takes me forever to respond to texts, and it's a very bad sin. I repent of it every night, but we're growing. So I'm not organized. But two of the people on our team, Casey Griffin and Katie Boldy, are both really organized. They're good at it. They make sure nothing falls through the cracks. They keep me in line. I need them. They're both incredible at that, and they're incredible at like a thousand other things. So that's really fun. I'm glad they work with me. They help cover my weaknesses. They pick up my slack. Another thing about me, I'm not very fun. Like my idea of a good time is like let's read a book and have like a sword fight. Like we could all like wear costumes. I think that'd be fun. But evidently, college students don't want to do that in their free time. You're lost, I guess. But Chloe and Lexi, two of our interns, they're fun. They think of weird ideas to do and they tell me what parties we should do and they make sure we have fun. I want to do a medieval themed party so bad. I really want to have like a bow and arrow and like shoot Betty Boopin with not a real arrow, that'd be bad, but like a fake arrow. But they won't let me do that because again, I'm not very fun. So I need them to cover my weakness. And then there's John and Victor who are also on the team and, and they're great too. <laughs> I'm kidding, they're wonderful. John and Victor are incredible. They're brothers in Christ, I love them so much. They cover my weaknesses. Victor shreds like it's nobody's business. John plays the drums, I don't know how to do that either. And John can fix anything. It might take a few weeks, but we get there. Because those guys are incredible. I've got an amazing team. And they help cover my weaknesses. And they help create a, create a more cohesive family. So that's one. We need each other to cover our weaknesses. The second reason we need each other is to provide encouragement. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm down and I'm having a rough week. We need someone to come and tell us that everything's going to be okay. You're going to live. We need someone to help us see the bright spots and to see the good sides of things. We need people to tell us that you're doing a good job. So I don't know about you guys, but this past week, I'll be honest, I did not have a good week. It was raining, I was grumpy, I was not happy, I just thought it was kind of rough. Things didn't seem to go my way. And I'm sitting there all grumpy, and I'm all stressed, and when I get stressed, I'm not someone who gets like angry, I just start to think a lot. I don't know about you, if any of you guys are like that, and that's, I think that's even worse, it's not fun at all. And so I'm just sitting there stressing out, and I get a call from my mom, my mom 
She calls and tells me that she thinks God told me or told her to tell me that I'm doing a good job and everything's going to be okay. And she just encouraged me. That was pretty cool. I needed that. Sometimes our moms are our community. If your mom is your only community and your only friend, that might be a problem. But we can find you more friends. That's what we're here for, okay? Mom can be a part of the friendship community. She can be a member of the Chunky Boys, but not the entire Chunky Boys. That would be an issue. I'm just kidding. Moms are great. So she encouraged me. She helped me feel better. I needed my mom to help me get out of that funk and kind of the crappy feelings I was having. Another reason we need community so we got number one, we need community to recover our weaknesses. Number two, to provide encouragement. And number three, the fun one, to challenge us. Yeah, love that. You guys are like, no. If we're by ourselves, we're not going to see everything. We need people around us that can speak into our lives and provide things that we can't. Sometimes we just simply aren't doing what God thinks is best for us. We're making mistakes. Sometimes we're stuck in a sin issue, we're stuck in an addiction, we're stuck in a bad relationship, we're being prideful, angry, cynical, and it's hard for us to see our own shortcomings sometimes. We are so entangled, we're so deep in the weeds of our own mess that we can't see clearly, that we're blinded because we're so deep in what's going on and we can't see the issue. In those situations, we need someone to come around us who has an unbiased opinion who can come and say, hey, in a loving way, not in an angry way, in a loving way, come and tell us, I think God's got something better for you. God wants more for your life than the poor decisions you're making. Quick note for this, though. If someone challenges you, and I know it's not fun, believe me, my brother, my brother Daniel, I love him to pieces. He challenges the poop out of me all the time. Every time I do something wrong, I get a smack on the head by my brother. Anyways, it's good, though. Don't, he doesn't actually hit me. I don't want to get in trouble for that. But anyways... Anytime someone comes and challenges you and tells you something you don't want to hear, please have grace for them. It isn't easy to tell a friend that you think they're making a bad choice. To be honest, it's really hard to work up the courage, and it takes a lot of faithfulness and obedience to go tell someone that you love something that's going to upset them. That's not fun for anyone. But take heart. If someone is challenging you, that means they love you a lot. Because if they're not challenging you, that means they don't care enough to hurt your feelings sometimes. But if they challenge you and push you into a direction, that's because they care more about your soul and your relationship with God than they care about your feelings towards them. They're willing to sacrifice themselves at the altar of hurting your feelings a little bit to tell you what they think is gonna help you get closer to Jesus. And that's when you have a good friend. It's not always fun. Like I said, my brother ticks me off a lot, but it's good. Also, while you do need to hear from Jesus on your own, you need Hear that. You have to hear from Jesus on your own. Just as someone comes and tells you something doesn't mean they're definitely right. Even if they're loving, that doesn't mean they're always right. But if someone comes to you with a challenge, I encourage you to listen to them. They probably are coming from a good place. Let's be people who choose to give people the benefit of the doubt. Let's say they have a good heart. They do love me. They care about me. And maybe they're onto something. Maybe you are a little too deep in the weeds of the issue. And maybe you do need to help them or they need to help you to see the problem. They just could be right you might be making a wrong choice. So at least listen to them. Hear me again. They are not definitely right. Don't walk away saying, Pastor Derek said, if someone tells me something, I gotta do it. That's not what I said. Sometimes people challenge us in a very wrong way or they challenge us with something and they're just wrong. That happens. So don't take other people's words no matter what they say, but please listen to them and hear them out because if they go through the effort to challenge you, that means it's at least worth to listen and evaluate and see if, it's, see if they're onto something. If not, take the bad, throw it away, and take the good and grow. 
All right, so we need to be challenged. And the final reason we need community, the final reason we need each other is to bring some joy. Friends are supposed to be fun. Experiencing life with other people is supposed to be more fun. God has designed us to be with other people. And the greatest joys will come from being around others. Community is going to be fun and enjoyable. I hope that's true of Kyle. I hope every small group you go to, I hope every service you come to here, there'll be an idiot out there dancing. It'll probably be me, and we're going to have fun, even if it's a little awkward, because we're here to party a little bit, because Jesus' communities are fun. And this is also true for you introverts. I know you introverts think, nope, crowds and groups do not bring me joy, Derek. They make me angry. They make me nervous. I don't like them. But it's also true for you. God has also designed you to be in community. How do I know this? As I've grown, I've learned that I'm a big old introvert. I love being by myself. Like most people during quarantine, they're like, yeah, that was really hard for me. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. I just get to sit and read what I want, do what I want. And, and Taylor's there too, so she's, she's fun. But I like being by myself, I'm being honest. But God has designed me, just like he's designed you fellow introverts, to be around people. And if you press out, if you go past the flesh, you go past what is natural for you, and you are with community, God is going to bring joy in that. Maybe not right away. Maybe the first time you hang out with people, you're like, yeah, these people are weird. Probably are a little weird. But if you push past that, and if you try, God is going to bring you joy in that. God is going to bring you lifelong friends. God is going to bring you the community you need, because God has designed us to be with people, even if you're naturally an introvert. So if you're introverted in this place, I challenge you to reach out and to go past what you think is comfortable and be with people and see what happens. God has the same call on your life to be with people as he does for extroverts. So we need each other. I think we got that point. So where do we find these people that could cover my weaknesses and, I don't know, maybe some people to encourage me or people to, to challenge me or bring me joy? Where will I find them? Oh, you're in luck. Chi Alpha Small Groups, baby. Come on. Yes. Our Chi Alpha Small Groups are designed to give you the family, a small family of people that will love you so much, and they will cover your blind spots. They will encourage the poop out of you. They'll challenge you in love, and they're going to help you grow, and you're going to have fun together. That's what they're designed to do. So please, I beg you, get involved in a small group. Small groups are the very best thing we do here at Chi Alpha. It's not the preaching. It's not the worship, even though they're great. It's not the t-shirts, even though those are cool too. The best thing we do is our small groups. So if you want to grow, get involved in one. And if you don't feel comfortable being in that close of proximity to other people, because it's a smaller group, so you might get a little closer, that's okay. I understand that. Every one of our small groups would love to host you over Zoom or FaceTime. They would love to bring you in from your dorm room and have a conversation that way. And that's not weird at all. We've, we've, a lot of small groups are already doing that, and it's working out great. I promise you that you need to be in a small group if you want to grow to become the follower of Jesus that you want to be. Small groups will give you a place to be real. They give you a place to find friends, to help you be pushed to be the best version of yourself that you can be. My life was forever changed when I joined a Chi Alpha small group as a freshman. My leaders spent time with me. They challenged me to grow. They were the older brothers that I didn't know I needed. Not only do you need community, though, there's a second part. You do need community, but the community needs you. The community needs you. Paul continues on past what we read earlier. So if you go back to 1 Corinthians 12, we'll pick up in verse 21. It says this, The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, 
nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greatest honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. What Paul is saying here is that every part is needed. Even the parts that seem weaker are actually indispensable. There's great honor to the parts that seem to lack it. The community, Chi Alpha, needs you. You are important and valuable to this community as a whole and to your small group. Even if you think you bring little to the table, and it doesn't matter if you're here, you bring value. Maybe you don't play an instrument. Maybe you don't sing. Maybe you don't run sound. Maybe you don't have a role here on Tuesday nights. You are still important and needed on Tuesday nights because you maybe aren't fulfilling a role, but that doesn't mean you're any less value. You're, value, you're valuable here because you're valuable in general, because you're important in the kingdom of God, you're important in the community of Chi Alpha. Even if you're just attending Chi Alpha, even if you're not a small group leader or a worship team member or a connect team or something like that, you are valuable and you are needed here every Tuesday night. Let's go to small group. Some of you may have less to say. Maybe you don't say a whole lot in small group. Maybe you're really new to following Jesus and you got really not, you're just not sure what's going on. Maybe you just don't like to talk that much. Guess what? That's okay. You are still very important and needed every week in your small group. Small groups need people to listen. If small group was full of 10 people jabbering at each other the whole time, it would take three hours and it would get nothing done. We need people to be able to sit back and listen. They need people that are extroverted, introverted, and everywhere in between are needed at Chi Alpha small groups. Chi Alpha is what it is because of all of you. Chi Alpha isn't amazing because of me, because of our staff, because of our leaders, because of the worship team. It's none of that. You are what make Chi Alpha great. That's why we miss you when you're gone. It isn't because we want to bug you, because we want to fill all the seats, even though it's not as hard anymore because half or 90% of them are taken already. Thank you for our COVID friends. But we want you here because you are important. Your small groups want you there so badly because you play an important role. And when you are gone from your small group or when you're gone from here on a Tuesday night, it feels like a piece of us is missing. Even if this is your first time, you're like, bro, I just got here. What do you mean I'm supposed to be here? Even if this is your first time with us, you're already an important puzzle piece. You're already important, even if this is your first time. You play a role here. You are valued and you're integral in this community. For those of you that have been around for a little bit, maybe you've gotten that text from your small group. They're like, hey, yo, where are you at? And they're texting you when you're gone. You're like, I'm trying to play video games or do homework. I don't want to go talk about my feelings tonight. Maybe that's you. They're texting you not because they want to bug you or because they're mad at you. They're texting you and trying to get you to come because they love you. They know that for Chi Alpha to be the best possible community, for your small group to be the best possible community it can be, you need to be there. I love this family so much because of all of you. That's why I love this place. That's why I love what I get to do. I want you guys to imagine a football team. So obviously on a football team, the quarterback, people know the quarterback. He's important. I wanted to play quarterback, but I was too chubby. That's okay, though. Praise Jesus anyways. So the quarterback, everyone knows, thinks they're valuable. But there's also, if you know anything about football, there's a position called a punter. And most people kind of make fun of the punter and don't think he's very important. But if you know football, on fourth down, you either have to go for it and give the team the ball and give them close to the other, their end zone, give them an easy chance to score, or you have to punt it. If the punter wasn't there and no one else knew how to punt, 
the team would lose the game. I guarantee you. Statistics show that if you don't punt on fourth down over fourth and like four, you're going to lose. So the punter is valuable, even though they're mocked a little bit. And they don't get paid very much compared to the other people. Still get paid more than I do, but that's okay. The team would not function the way it's supposed to if the punter is gone. Kai Alpha is the exact same way. We need you. Your small group needs you. You are important. So please get involved. Come to service. Go to small group. The community needs you. Never forget how important you are. You are so important to me. You're important to Jesus. You're important to the family here at Chi Alpha. Even if you don't feel important anywhere else you're at, you're important here. You are valued here. You make a difference here. I don't want to hear things like, why do I need to come? What do I bring? What's important if I'm there? It's important because you are important. We aren't the same without you. So prioritize community. Do what you can to get to small group because not only will it help your life and help you grow as a follower of Jesus, but you also have the opportunity to help someone else grow. Imagine this. Maybe you're in small group and you don't want to go, but you go. You feel like, I, I should go. I want to be a part of the family. And you get there and there's someone there who after you start opening up, you start sharing your story. You start sharing something you're struggling with. They start to perk up a little bit. They start to get a little more involved. Maybe they're new. And then you come to find out later that they struggle with the exact same thing that you do. And that their issue is the exact same as you do. And they have never told anyone. They've been so scared to share what they struggle with. And until you shared your struggle, until you came there and you opened up, they never could tell anyone. But then when you came and you opened up, they felt comfortable to do that. And because you were there, their lives were forever changed. They give their heart to Jesus that night. And their lives forever changed because you made the sacrifice to come to small group even when you didn't want to. You are valuable, you are important, and you have things to say that other people need to hear. So maybe you don't go to smaller boys for you, maybe it's for the people around you. Love the community enough to do what it takes. <clears throat> if you're new here, I challenge you to try Jesus' community. It doesn't have to be here. There's other campus ministers here. If you feel more called to be part of them, that's great. Just get involved somewhere. That's what I beg you. It's not about Chi Alpha. There we go. That's gone. It's about you. Because you need to get involved in the community if you want to see your life changed. So find a place, find people that love Jesus and love them so hard. Find a group of people who love Jesus and do whatever it takes to be so invested in that community because you will see your life forever changed. You will add so much to a community. You'll add so much to a small group because you are an important piece of the puzzle that might not be there yet. Maybe the puzzle is missing that one piece and when you get there, it clicks and becomes a masterpiece. We've talked about the fact that you need community and that the community needs you, but the next logical step is to think, okay, I'll go to be a part of a community, but what happens when we're in community? In small groups this week, we're going to dive into this idea. We're going to talk a lot about it, so don't miss small groups this week. You're going to dive into this a lot, but I want to give you a brief glimpse. At Chi Alpha, we want our community to really center on four different things, and I kind of hinted about it when I talked about the chunky boys of my high school. I hate saying that term now, but I used to say it all the time. We even had jerseys made that said it. Anyways. We want our small groups, our missional communities, which that term is kind of weird, what the missional community is, is your small group has a brother or a sister small group. If you didn't know that, congrats. You just got some brothers and sisters, amen. And you'll hang out with each other. They'll become your friends, hopefully. They're awesome. Get excited about missional communities. But Chi Alpha as a whole, these are the four things we want to do. We want to be with each other. We want to eat with each other. We want to bless each other. And we want to celebrate each other. Be with each other. Eat with each other. Bless each other. And celebrate each other. This simply means that we want to spend time together. 
We want to share meals together because God moves over meals. He moved a lot in my high school days. Most of it was internally. Those meals moved, but it wasn't good. We want to bless each other. We want to serve each other. This is more than just money. It's not about you buying stuff for people. It's about you blessing people, blessing them with encouragement, your time, your talents, your love. And finally, we want to celebrate each other. We want to support one another and be there for each other. So if someone in your small group has a concert, go support them. It might be virtual now. I don't know if they're even doing concerts. But if they're on the football team three years down the road, when that comes back, celebrate them. Come back as a graduate. We're going to talk more about these four things in small group. But I just wanted to place this before you tonight and show you that these four things, if we do these things, if you do these four things with a group of people, I promise you it'll be healthy. I promise you it'll grow and you'll find joy and you'll find life in these groups. You can see your life absolutely changed if you dive into community. Maybe you're here tonight and if you're honest, if you're really honest, kind of lonely. You feel isolated. Maybe growing up you didn't have a whole lot of friends in high school. And then pandemic hit and you didn't talk to anyone. God wants more for you than to feel alone. God wants you to be part of a family that loves you, that challenges you, and is there for you. And my prayer is that Chi Alpha could be that for you. That we can be a family that no matter what you do, no matter what mistakes you made, no matter what you come in here with any baggage or anything, that we're going to be here for you and we're going to love you we're going to challenge you a little bit, and we're going to have some fun. That's my goal for us, and I hope that we can fill a void in people's lives. If community scares you, or if you want to isolate and be by yourself, I do challenge you to push past that. Because that's not what God wants for you. He wants for you to be around people. He wants you to go, go against your natural tendency. Like I said, my natural tendency is to isolate and to be a loner. I love to be by myself, but that's not God's best always. Sometimes, is it okay for me by myself? Amen. Yes, it is. It's okay. You don't have to be around people constantly. So it's good to be by yourself sometimes, but also have a balance so you're with other people as well. Don't only be by yourself or only be with other people. Find a balance. He knows that I need community in my life, just like for you. For those of you who prefer being by yourself, push past the comfort and be in a community who experience joy, encouragement, challenging, and joy. In this season, being together may require more work. Maybe this is going to look like Zoom meetings. Everyone's like, uh, well, I know we all hate Zoom. But the only way that we can be in community, if it's Zoom, then we're going to do that. We're going to do what it takes. So push past the fleshly hate of Zoom, get on a chat, and play those stupid Zoom games you can play, like Pictionary, or like you pull up an app on your phone and you all guess something. I don't know what it is. Again, I'm not very fun. Talk to people on the phone. Have a FaceTime. Do whatever it takes to be in community to experience interaction with people, even if you have to be more creative in this time, in this season. Maybe you're here tonight, and if you're honest, you're struggling with your walk with Jesus. Maybe you once followed Jesus with everything you have, but you've kind of stopped. Maybe you followed Jesus, but you felt kind of stagnant with your walk. You feel like, I haven't been growing. I take two steps forward and three steps back, and I just tend to not go anywhere. Or maybe you're here, and you've never followed Jesus in your life, and you just came here because a friend drug you here. If you're in the group where you felt stagnant, where you felt like you keep hitting a brick wall and you're not growing, you're not getting what you want from this, my challenge for you is to press in the community. Surround yourself with Jesus followers that can challenge you, that can push you. Surround yourself with people that are not scared to tell you the truth, even when it hurts. 
It is almost impossible to grow in your faith on your own. You need a brother. You need a sister. You need a family around you that can push you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. My other challenge with that is to be humble enough to listen when someone challenges you. They may not be right, but they may be coming from a good place because people love you. And they just want what's best for you and your soul. Maybe you're not stagnant. Maybe you've stopped following Jesus in general. Maybe you've never started. Community can be the kickstart to a relationship with Jesus. See, I say that like, we love small groups. And we love real devotion and all these things that we love. But the real lifeblood of Chi Alpha is King Jesus. Jesus loves every one of us so much. On our own, we were isolated. We are messed up and we are apart from God. We are not in community on our own. On our own, we are in so much isolation. But Jesus knew that we could not do this life on our own. So not only did he give us an earthly community to be around, not only did he want to fill that void, but he also gave us the opportunity to have a heavenly community with Jesus and God. So not only did he fill the gap for our earthly community by providing brothers and sisters in Christ, he filled the gap and provided the heavenly community that we need to grow, the heavenly community that we need to experience salvation. So Jesus saw that we were messed up and that we were alone. And he said, that won't do. So he came to earth. He lived the perfect life. He made no mistakes and he died for our mistakes. He made a way for us to get back to community with him. There's a wall between us and him, and he broke down that wall so we could be together. So we could spend eternity, not just here and now, spend eternity in the best community ever. God is calling you. God is looking at you right now. God is calling you to commune, not only with other people, but also with him. If you'll stand with me. We have an opportunity here tonight. We don't have to do life alone. We don't have to give into the statistics. We do not have to be the generation that grows and goes closer to isolation and closer to loneliness and sees mental health grow. We do not have to be that community. We do not have to give into the status quo. Instead, we can be different. Instead, we can branch out. We can go past the comfort level of our own comfort zones and get in community. Even though it's gonna look different, even though we have to wear masks, even though we need to social distance and be six feet apart, even though we're in a pandemic, we can become the most loving community on the planet. My prayer for Chi Alpha, my number one prayer, obviously I want you to encounter the love of God. That's most important. But after that, my prayer is that you feel loved and that we are a community that radically loves each other. That we don't judge each other. We don't get angry with each other, but instead we have grace and love for each other that we do whatever it takes for each other, that we are truly a family. I say welcome home. I say I want this to be a home. I say I want this to be a family. I hope you believe me because that's my number one cry for our group, that we are a place for you to be yourself. God is calling us to be a safe place for people to come, a place for people to find him and to grow with their friends. We can be the community that people need. We can be the place for people to find refuge. We need community. We need community, and our community needs you. You are important, you are valued, and you are vital to what we do. You are important to this family. Please don't forget that ever. You are important to this family. We love you so much. We are here for you, and we want to be your home away from home. So if everyone would bow their heads and close their eyes, I'm going to ask two questions. So the first question is for those of you who don't follow Jesus at all. Or if you're honest, you haven't been living a life with Jesus lately. 
What I'm asking you is if you want to change that, if you want to accept the gift that God has given us of spending eternity with him. So if that's you, if you want to give your life back to Jesus and you want to start following him tonight, on the count of three, with every eye closed and bowed, on the count of three, I'd like you to raise your hand. And the reason we raise our hands is not so we can see, but it's so that God can see and that we do an action towards God. Sometimes it takes an action for our heart to change. So on the count of three, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand to commit to giving your life to Jesus. One, two, three. See that hand. Yes, multiple hands. Thank you guys so much. You can put your hands down. I'm going to pray over you. Jesus, I pray that we become a community of people that loves you first and foremost. God, I thank you for every person in this room that wants to give their life back to you, that wants to start running to you maybe for the first time, Jesus. I thank you that you met them right where they're at. They don't have to change anything. All they have to do is keep following you, and they have to pursue you now, and you'll, they have to go 10%, and you'll go 90, Father, because you love them so much. I thank you for these new members of our family. In your name, amen. Amen. Second, you guys can open your eyes to this one. If you want to make a commitment now that you're going to get involved in community, if you want to make a commitment that you're done trying to do life alone, I want you to do something. It's up to you. You can put your hands here. You can put your hands up. You can go like this. You've got plenty of room. You can do what you want, but do something and posture yourself in a way that we can worship Jesus. Because we're going to sing this next song, and I want us to worship God and say, I'm going all in. I'm not doing this life alone anymore. I'm committing to doing life with people. So as we sing this song, let's worship Jesus. Let's raise our hands. Let's be a people that is committed to each other. And also, if you want to be committed to community, the number one action step you can take is not raising a hand. It's going to a small group this week. So if you truly want to see your life changed, find someone with a name tag, and they'd love to get you connected to a small group. I love you guys so much. I'm going to pray as we head into this next song. Jesus, we love you so much, God. I just pray that every person in this community feels so loved and knows that you're in control, knows that you want us to be together. And together, we can change the world. We love you so much, Jesus. Amen.